The subject of today's episode is a method of torture that is probably the earliest known and most used method in the entire history of human cruelty. Why? Well, because of how extremely simple it is to implement. While with most methods you have to do something to someone or use something on someone, with what we are talking about today, all you do is simply not give something to someone. It just so happens to be one of the most important things a person needs to survive. Food. Going all the way back to ancient China, at least, and up to, well, today, this method has been used by kings, dictators, the military, the courts, serial killers, and even parents. And it's so horrific that it's been deemed by the Geneva Convention and the UN Security Council as a crime against humanity and those who implement it in mass can be prosecuted with a war crime. Today we cover starvation. I'm Kevin Young. And I'm Dan Hergen. And this is Torture. This episode is going to make me hungry. <laughs> I was for sure. I was for sure. You're, I was going to go, I'm Kevin Young. You're going to be like, and I'm really hungry. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, <laughs> Billy Bolognese. <laughs> it's not my problem. It's not my fault they're named after food items. What a stupid nickname stupid. that was. Uh, okay, so... For people who don't kind of understand what we're talking about, none of you should yet. Um, we recently just did a uh, spot on somebody else's podcast, which we will have in a couple months on here. It'll all make sense then. But until then, if we make a joke about like kitchen chicken cacciatore uh, or Billy Bolognese or something like that, um, it's an inside joke that you'll all be let in on uh, probably around June, from what I understand. Um, Jimmy Jerky. <laughs> other names they can come up with <laughs> now before we get started i want to remind everyone that if you would like to engage with us the easiest way to do so is either dm us on our social medias or email us torturepod at gmail.com just like max did now dan i don't know if you remember a handful of episodes ago we had a small sidebar conversation about who the first Catwoman was um, it was, yeah, yeah. it was a very short conversation. It only lasted a few seconds. Uh, well, Max writes, Hey, Dan and Kevin, I was listening to one of your podcasts and you had asked who had played Catwoman in the Adam West Batman series. It was Julie Newmar. I'm a huge trivia buff and my specialty is pop culture. My brain is filled with useless knowledge, but I can't tell you what I had for dinner last night. I, yeah, uh, smiling, uh, smiley emoji. Have a great week, Max. First off, Max, um, I understand where you're coming from. <laughs> All this useless fucking knowledge just bouncing around inside your head. Can't remember what we had for dinner two nights ago. Honestly, that's pretty much me. Yeah, all the time. I can, I I only prepared dinner 
there, and I can't remember what it is now. What it's yeah, I haven't eaten it yet, obviously. But yeah, yeah. Oh, there's. I mean, there's times I'm sitting there watching TV and a commercial will come on, and I'll be like halfway through the set of commercial before the show starts back up, and I can't remember what the fuck it is I'm watching, and I have to like jog my mind. I was like, what the fuck am I watching? And then it comes back up, and it's like, oh. Oh, and but then it, you know it's a little bit of excitement because you forgot you were watching this. You're like, oh, awesome! Now I'm watching this. Cool. <laughs> yeah, when you're wa- watching TV show, and the very next day you still have to watch the previously on because yeah, the recaps like, because you completely forgot what it was within the, the last is... sixteen hours. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I always watch the previously on because half the time, like some new some character is going to pop up out of nowhere, and everybody else is, is like, oh my god, they're back, and I'm like, who the fuck is that and then you got to watch back like, oh yeah the the last episode was based completely around them and i forgot all of it or when you go you go into another room and you stand there in the doorway like why am i in here we're watching the the show chuck at the moment i watched it years ago yeah and decided to try and get the wife into it and like we're loving it like she's loving it as well but the thing is so they seem to do this jump around thing where it's like they decided they were going to go with a story and decided to then not do it and then by the next episode it's all forgotten about mm-hmm. and like we're sitting there kind of going like we had to look back on episodes to see did we miss something do we skip something or whatever because it was like it didn't have like on previously on this is what happened uh-huh. it's just like oh we have to do this thing remember this thing we're talking about yeah. it's like no nobody's ever talking about that before and it's yeah. like it's very confusing yeah. Especially for people like us who can't remember things like within the last three minutes of having watched them. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, my wife and I are constantly looking at did we miss an episode? I don't remember. Did we miss and then yeah. and then and then as you watch, you're like, oh, that's right. I understand. Well, now I remember. Okay. Well, Max, thank you for your uh email. We appreciate it. It's just out of the blue. Love it. Um, I don't think you gave me a last name, so we'll just go with Max. Uh, if the rest of you would like to hear your email on the show, torchpodgmail.com. And if you don't want us to read it on air, uh, just say so and we won't. That's fine. I don't I don't give a shit. Just email us. That's all I care about. Yeah. You don't want to read? I'm fine. And then uh, slide into them DMs. That's right. Ooh, one more thing before we get started. Big news about merch store and our Patreon that we will give you the info after the show. I'll see how I did that. You gotta wait till after the show to get the info. Mm. Sneaky. Sneaky, sneaky. Everybody hitting that plus 15 seconds. <laughs> 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 no, now I know. All right, Dan, let's take you back to the early 14th century Sweden. Your name is Berger Magnusson. And you are Sounds the king. Sounds like a Swedish name. <laughs> you are the king. Yes, you are the Berger king. Which, if you look... <laughs> You've been waiting all day to say that. How many... If you look... I'm going to say he's Burger King. If you look up uh, King Burger of Sweden, half of the results will come up will be Burger King, even though they're spelled differently. Burger is with an I, Burger is with a U. But yeah, I, I was I was, I was was reading up on him because I was trying to find I know shit. where all the Burger Kings are in Stockholm <laughs> straight away. I was trying to find the shit that wasn't coming from Wikipedia. I was trying to find the regular sources, and uh, I'd, I'd scroll down. King Burger, King Burger, Burger King, Burger King, Burger King, Burger nice. King, Burger King, Burger. It's like, Jesus Christ, I know where all the Burger Kings are around here now. Uh, <laughs> and, yes, around Stockholm. Uh, Is this going to be a story about how I, the King of Sweden, can no longer attain... Um, Meatballs from Ikea. No. 
No. See, the thing about that is that you get the meatballs in Ikea, and then you can't get out because of how they build the store. They make it impossible for you to find the one exit. But but at least you get meatballs. So anyway, you're at a Christmas, your, your annual Christmas banquet. December 11th, 1317, at the Nykoping Castle. Now, in attendance are your two brothers, Eric and Valdemar. And you still hold a certain resentment towards these two, for several reasons. Uh, Through marriage and power, they were both in the process of breaking your kingdom into three sections for their own need to rule. Uh, Supporters of your brothers also refused to acknowledge your claim to the throne. Oh, and there was this whole... uh, fought a civil war against you, and in 1306 decided to take you prisoner during what is known as the Hatuna Games and lock you in the castle's dungeon, the same castle you were celebrating Christmas in at this moment, uh, for almost two years before being forced by the King of Denmark to set you free, after which you have to take up sanctuary in Denmark, leaving you to give up the royal domain, exchanging it for Eastern Upland, Narke and Eric's former duchy, Sodermanland, Ostergotland, Gotland, and Castle Vibarg. So, you know, there's that. Yeah, just yeah. like Game of Thrones, confusing names, not all yeah. movement parts. Yeah. You're gonna, yeah. This story and the next story we'll have is very Game of Thronesy. Um, So after all this time, you know, still a little bent out of shape about it. Being, I guess, prisoner in your own dungeon for two years or so. Uh, I guess you have a gripe. I mean, well, it's yeah, understandable. <laughs> if I got locked in my downstairs bathroom for <laughs> two years, I'm pretty sure I'd have a fair gripe. You know, especially if I was, if I had an extremely popular burger chain restaurant, <laughs> restaurant chain. Just somebody get me a Whopper. So, <laughs> well, while at this banquet, your brother's entourage uh, are in a nearby town because you told them that there just wasn't enough room in the castle. Now, you decide that this was the time to get your revenge. So you have both of your brothers taken into custody and thrown in the dungeon, almost Red Wedding style, except, you know, no murder. Stabby, stabby. Yeah. Uh, now, this was most likely the same dungeon you were kept in, except here's the big difference. While you were locked away taken care of enough to keep you alive and mostly healthy, you decide your brothers don't need luxuries like, you know, food. And you make sure that no one decides that they've been locked away long enough and then sets them free. You take what I can only assume to be the only key to the dungeon door and throw it in the Nykoping River. Yeah, sounds about like something I'd do. So it doesn't say exactly how long they lasted, but the two died of starvation in that dungeon. What I read, actually, they had had a... Not like an excavation, but there was a, a something going on down by that castle in like the 60s, and the key was actually found on the riverbed that worked. Oh. Yeah. So, how it made it from the thirteen the early thirteen hundreds to the you know nineteen sixties without anybody finding this fucking thing, 
I don't it, know. It not, yeah, in fact, it survived in water that long as well. Yeah. I know things. Yeah, it's. Oh, it's actually, that good yeah, medieval steel. It, it last, well, you know, yeah. Good it's Swedish true, yeah, engineering. Crap, we have now. <laughs> it was yeah. It was one of those keys where you, you got to put. It comes with like nine pages of instructions of how to put it together. Yeah, let's go say it's like the little crappy Allen key. That you yeah. get from. It's just a little <laughs> Allen key. It says Dungeon <laughs> One on it. Uh, <laughs> oh, fuck. Now, you, um, however, would be chased out of the kingdom back to Denmark where you would die while in exile just a year later. Uh, so, you know, nobody really gets out oh, of well. it. Good. Yeah. Easter, but yeah, I'd be like, yeah, screw it. The boys are still gone. Yeah, you got yeah. you got your revenge. That's all that really matters. Yeah. So this yeah, is no not more uh, competition from the brothers in fast food. That's what <laughs> it was. You have McDonald's. You have it. you have old McDonald's. McDonald's. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have <laughs> locking up the colonel. <laughs> you got you got, <laughs> yeah, so. you got Ronald and the colonel or or Wendy locked away in the dungeon, and you can go die. And then uh, Jack, it's Jack in the Box's turn to come up and take over we uh, haven't got those places here you know, sadly. we haven't got a wendy's or a jack in the box so. i am not a fan uh, some people are gonna freak out about this i am not a fan of wendy's um i'm a big proponent of trying things after a while like if you have something you don't like it give it a couple of years try it again my ex used to bring home wendy's a couple times and uh, every time i had it, it, it the, the burger tasted like slime to me the chicken nuggets tasted like the ones you can get out of the, you know, your freezer and microwave them. I just, I was never a fan. Yeah. Um, so I need yeah. to try it again, but I'm just not a fan of Wendy's. Jack in the Box, however. Thank you. Man. Never tried it. The only one of those fast food places that I've actually tried that you can't get here. Well, you can get it now, though, was Five Guys. Oh, but, yeah. Other than that, any of the other ones that you can get here, like, yeah. I kind of think I've tried and I haven't tried any of the rest of them. But uh, Five Guys is amazing. Next trip. Yeah. It is yeah. really good. Don't. Yeah, the one here isn't as good, though. Uh, well, I would imagine the fries would still be. I mean, you got the potatoes right there just growing in the backyard. Oh, uh, yeah. I don't know what it is. It's the, not the same. We have them growing on the countertops, on the shelves. <laughs> Um, they're just growing next to the oven everywhere. You just go. Oh, hold on a second. Here's a. Get, just give me a second. I'm going to get some right now. <laughs> they're just sh- they're just shaving fries off the potatoes growing out of the wall. Uh, we went to Shake Shack for the first time. I don't know if you, you probably don't have those over there. Uh, we went to Shake Shack for the first time the other day after my wife had her uh, had a doctor's appointment. And oh my god, was it good? Best fries I've had in a long fucking time. Oh, You're right. This food we, about star this this episode about starvation is making me fucking hungry. Food. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Look, what will happen is that when you um, eventually get your ass over here, we'll um, go on a little little culinary expedition of the Irish attempts at things. Uh, some just some pretty good stuff. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds good to me. Yeah. Uh, fuck, I'm getting that. Yeah. And you need to come over here so we can go to places because I think there's a place around here would blow your fucking mind. But cool. Anyway, yeah, back to starving back speeds. To starving. Anyway. <laughs> back to starving. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. <laughs> now this uh, is definitely not the first instance of starvation used in the execution or uh, or as a torture method. It's not even close. But it's a good example of how many times royalty used food deprivation as a way of dealing with others that may wrong them or dare question their rule. Now the most famous of these royals 
is probably the clusterfuck of a family that ruled over Rome the last century BCE and the first century ADE. So we're starting with Claudia Leva, the niece and also daughter-in-law of the Emperor Tiberius. Some Alabama shit. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, she was starved to death by her mother for having an affair and being complicit in the murder of her husband, Drusus the Younger. <laughs> Just a, a stupid name. Yes. Well, yeah, but, you know, Roman. Uh, Drusus the, the middle child. <laughs> Drusus the... Oh, and, but we have... Hold on, because we have the Younger, and then uh, we see another one of Tiberius's daughter-in-laws, Agrippina the Elder. Uh, the yeah. mother... The mother of someone we will cover at some point on his very own episode, Caligula, who, well, right. who, who you know, then leads to another person we will do an episode on, Nero. Um, now, we'll do one on Tiberius, too, but, you know, in all good time. Now, Agrippina was not in good favor with Tiberius, or really anyone in the royal family, to be honest. And after Tiberius retired and left Rome, Agrippina was exiled to the island of Pandateria, uh, which is just so happens to be the same island her mother went to to starve herself to death. Now, Agri Agrippina would die in 33 AD of starvation, but many think that food was kept from her in such a way to make it look like the starvation was self-imposed. A lot of people in this that died of starvation because they wanted to, um, which is, you know, suspect to me. But uh, yeah, it's really what a brought a pack, like a packed sandwich or something. Do <laughs> you want to leave? Agrippina was well known to be photographed holding a uh, holding a. Meatball marinara sub at most <laughs> times. So it was very suspect when she had no food. She had a Whopper from Burger King. Uh, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> King Burger. King Burger. <laughs> He's not alive yet, but I'll get food from him. Now, he is now, in spirit. Now at the, about the same time, Agrippina's second son, Dressa Senior, or Senior, Dressa Caesar, was imprisoned and starved to death. Although after a long battle with hunger, he was able to stave off death for about nine whole days by chewing on the stuffing in his bed. Right, okay. That's not a bad idea. We're going to cover exactly what happens when you go through starvation. And honestly, if you get to a certain point, the stuffing inside your bed probably going to look just fine to, to munch down, yeah. I would imagine. Uh, and 100%. then there's Agrippina's youngest daughter, Julia, who was exiled to an island in 41 AD and died of, Dan, can you take a wild guess on what she died of? Syphilis. Oh, close. Starvation. Oh! <laughs> she also forgot to bring a packed lunch. Yes. Okay. A peanut butter and jelly. Guys, a, a simple peanut butter and jelly will solve all this. They're delicious. Preparation. Out there. Peanut butter with bacon jam is better. Peanut butter with bacon jam? I've, yeah. ne I've never had that. We're big peanut butter oh. and jelly fans in my house, though. Of course, we come from the part of America that uses grape jelly. I know a lot of people come from parts that use strawberry jelly. I'm a, I'm a smooth peanut butter and grape jelly guy. So we don't get that kind of 
jelly. Yeah. Here, you know, the closest thing we'd have to it is like jam. Jam. Yeah. Which like I that, mean, but... it's close. It's not. It's obviously not the same thing. But it's you know, it's it's if somebody says, "Oh, give me some jelly," and you get and all you have is jam, it works. It's just not yeah. the same. You can get things here that are close to it, which are you get these little packets. I don't know where, where my camera is. <laughs> yeah, um, we get to about that size, and they're like, it's near, it has that real, I want to say, jelly kind of texture, as opposed to like jam uh-huh. texture to it. Yeah, know? and it's it's like that long life preserved type. Yeah, shit. yeah, but, you can uh, get the, the closest you can get to it. Yeah, you can get the little packets of like a, a Kentucky Fried Chicken or something like that. When you get the biscuits, sometimes you can get jelly. I don't know. Again, I don't know if they do that in you know your neck of the woods or not, but. Here you don't got biscuits here, no. Oh, that's right. You guys don't have American style, Southern style biscuits over. God, you got to come over here, and I'm gonna blow your fucking mind. <laughs> Telling. Sounds good to me. It's not all processed plastic chemical foods. Some food is really good, and even the ones that is. Oh, pro- no, I've, I've had some really damn good stuff for the few times I've been over there. You know, but yeah. again, I've only been to New York, so. Um. I mean, there's a couple of favorite places over there that I go back to again tomorrow and stuff like that. But like, yeah, yeah, grab a piece of pizza. Yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, there's a particular burger place in New York City that is just one of the greatest places I've ever eaten. That I'm just like, and it's it's not like a chain. Like it, I'd go back tomorrow oh, yeah. if I could. Wow. So I didn't know you'd ever been over here before. I thought I have, I have an aunt or an aunt, as you call them, living in New Jersey. It's a oh, okay. Thing. So you came to the worst so. part of America. Okay, that's fine. New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. Hey, look, if it's good enough for the boss and Bon Jovi, it's good enough for me. Eventually, so. they got the fuck out, though. So everybody moves to L.A. eventually. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but it goes even further back than, you know, the Roman Empire. Um, we can find examples of starvation. <laughs> People have been hungry for a really long time. <laughs> Everybody's pausing right now to go grab a fucking Twinkie. Uh, <laughs> we, can, we can find examples of starvation a thousand years earlier in ancient China. So, Bo Yi and Shu Kui of the Shang Dynasty died in self-imposed exile of starvation. It's this whole thing. They, they were loyal to the dynasty... And then when the dynasty kind of collapsed and somebody and was usurped and somebody took else took over, they exiled themselves away because they couldn't. Uh, I remember how they put they, they they couldn't support the new you know use the new leaders and uh, they couldn't they wouldn't eat any of the food because it was all being grown under the leadership the rule of, of yeah, yeah. Of, these, of this new rule so. They starve themselves to death. It's like, well, you're fucking stupid. But you is know. that our boy boycotting food produced under this? Yeah, order. yeah. I mean, you do what you got to do, but that it's seems... like grow their own food. Like you would think, but they were in exile. I don't think they had anywhere to really go grow food, steal food, do something. I mean, eat something for fuck's sake. It's not that. Bad. Yeah, if anything, yeah, stick it to the man that you don't like and go steal the. Yeah, damn steal food. your food. Yeah, fuck them. But no, they decided to die instead. So that was a choice. (laughs) They live by the sandwich, you die by the lack of sandwich. (laughs) Die by the Burger King. Live by the Burger King, die by the Burger King. Which many people over here do, just so you know. 
So, and there were other than that, there were many others. Um, almost as ancient, there were that weren't practically suicide. So you had King Magdaha, King of Magdaha, Bimbazara. Like I'm probably murdering at that, but there's there's no way one word should have that many letters in it and only have like two sounds that come out of it. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> he, he was imprisoned by his son and died of starvation in 491 BC. Uh, Spartan general Pos, Pos Anius, uh in 470 BC. King Wu Ling of Zhao in 295 BC. And this one I found interesting. Pope John the Fourteenth in 984 AD. Now, I know this one isn't as ancient as the others, but you know, Pope died of starvation. It's kind of funny. Yeah, they probably <laughs> was quite possibly the most powerful human being on the planet at the time. At yeah, that stage. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, like, you know, tenth century AD. Yeah. I mean, what about that communion bread? No, like that's that's probably why he died malnutrition because yeah. of that damn. Well, and the fact that the Catholic Church and and they the Catholic Church was responsible for so many people dying, a lot of them from starvation because they took all their wealth, kept it for themselves, and left the people with nothing for the Pope to die of starvation. I mean, it's that's karma. Kind of ironic. Yeah, if I yeah. ever saw it. Yeah. yeah, and then there and there's dozens, if not hundreds, of you know other examples. I li- I can't list every single fucking one. God damn it! What do you want from? Me? <sighs> Lots of people have died due to hunger. Yeah. Well, we'll get to even more here in a little bit, but just wanted to pick out a few historical figures uh, so you can see that, you know, the starvation is one of those tortures that uh, doesn't matter who you are. Anybody can be susceptible to it if the uh, parameters are right. It was also used as a punishment for actual crimes, like in the case of John Trayman, who was placed in a cage on top of a rock on Castle and... Castle and Denez Downs in Cornwall after being found guilty of murdering two teenage girls. I have no idea if I actually pronounced that right. Uh, it is the Denis, is it? Is it the Denis? See, what well, I looked okay, up... I'm going to mute my mic so I can type. Give me a second. Go ahead. <laughs> I looked up um, how to pronounce it, and they pronounced it Denez. But, again, internet. Hmm. Well, yeah. I see where it's talking about now. Yeah. Castle on, yeah. Castle on Dynas. Dynas? Yeah, it's not Denis. I thought, no, nah, I don't know. Um, I, I thought it was, uh, Denis, I thought it was spelled differently. Well, you're not from Cornwall, so it's okay. I mean, you're, I don't know. Yeah. If this was Irish, yeah, then I'd English. say you should know. But God damn English. God fucking British. Oh, God, I'm worse at Irish than I am <laughs> English. <laughs> Well, either way, he was found guilty of murdering two teenage girls, so they put him in a cage on a rock on the castle's property. And he was left there in 1671 to starve. Apparently, at one point, he begged a passing woman for food, and all she had was a couple tallow candles, which are candles made of animal fat. So technically, edible. Yeah. I guess. Um, but she gave them to him, and he devoured them. I mean, he took it all in. Uh, it doesn't say how long he had been starving up to that point. Uh, if he was in that uh, that window where you could still take in food and not get sick. Um, but 
I mean, he he he, he devoured the fuck out of him. Uh, also, no word on how long he lived, but from what I've read, Ooh. local people used to refer to a no gooder uh, a no gooder as a right tremen. So, if you ever heard that uh, saying, <laughs> never heard a right tremen. If any of our fans in Cornwall have heard that, that's where it, it comes from. And apparently, the uh, the lane that the bloodhounds tracked him down on is still called Tremon Lane to this day. And, you know, a lot of history for cool. people over in Cornwall. You ever have a Cornish pasty? No. Oh, yeah. Nope, sure haven't. Same. Oh, yeah. Damn good, <laughs> so they are. You got one thing right there, Cornwall. They're pasties. Very good. Yeah. And your actually, name? It's very interesting, the whole thing behind them. But... Like what? Oh, the whole point, they're made for like miners or something. So the whole thing is, so is that's like a half moon shaped thing of pastry that's filled with like a basically like a whole dinner. Like okay. Like meat okay. And sauce. Yeah. Like a pie. Like, like a, yeah. Like a, like, like a pie. You can like hold a pie. Like a hand whole... pie. Yeah. 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 And okay. the whole point is that the crust is actually kind of thick around the edge so they can hold it. Uh-huh. And eat the rest of it without getting dirty hands onto the rest of the pie we're going to be eating. Right. So they can just discard the end end of the piece that they're holding. Okay. And they are goddamn delicious. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I used to make them myself, but I'm oh, supposed yeah. to make them again. I haven't made them in a while. They sound good. Mm, I like them. What do you put yours? What What do you put in yours? Like uh, what, lamb? Beef? Uh, I did like loads of different ones. Yeah, where I did like chicken and chicken ones and beef ones and things like that i did like a like an indian style one for the fun of it before Ooh. things like that so it was like a curry type thing uh-huh. just for the fun of it blow your asshole out but uh yeah <laughs> <laughs> just a typical saturday night <laughs> oh yeah what's dan doing blowing out his asshole <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh not for another few days it's only it's only wednesday <laughs> <laughs> uh so let's take a look at what starvation actually does to the body what happens when you stop taking in nutrition Okay, now the average person needs anywhere between 2,000 and 3,000 calories a day just to keep the body going. That's on average. Obviously, if you're a smaller person you need and you're le- or you're less active, you need, you know, like 1,200 calories. If you're a bigger person or you're more active, you need significantly more. Um, but on average, two to 3,000 calories a day should should keep you going all right. Once you go below your body's need in caloric intake, you don't just start to lose weight. You also get fewer nutrients and vitamins, forcing your body into a nutrient deficiency, and your metabolism slows. Uh, do that for long enough, uh, severe enough, you get loss of bone density and muscle mass shortly after that. So let's take a step-by-step look at what happens, you know. Let's see how gross we can get with it. Uh, After about 72 hours without food, you are officially in starvation mode. Yeah, that will come up in a minute. Uh, But you are eventually in, you you are officially in starvation mode. Uh, The glucose in your blood is depleted and your ketone levels go up, causing your body to burn fat stores for energy resulting in rapid weight loss. This is called ketosis. Ketosis is a natural metabolic state of our body that it activates 
when the blood sugar levels go down, preventing the brain from accessing glucose for fuel. Uh, you don't want to, your brain usually burns up carbohydrates for fuel. Uh, so glucose, we don't want it to get there. Now, during the initial phase of this state, we will start to feel fatigued. You'll have headaches, constipation, high cholesterol levels, and bad breath. I guess because you don't have quite enough uh, fluid going through your body. You don't, you're not produce, producing enough saliva to uh, keep your mouth moist. And a dry mouth is a stinky mouth. I assumed it would be kind of similar to, you know, when you don't run the shower for a couple of days and it could be like a buildup in the U-band. Yeah, it's, well, it's that bacteria that gets to kind of grow because well, there's there's nothing washing it away. Nothing washing it away, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we I, When I work construction, um, we had a few houses that the basements filled up with water qu- uh, quite a bit before we were able to get the, the problem fixed. You know, that water would build up and we'd have to get rid of it. And when we finally got it fixed and we got all the water out and the ground dried, after it dried, we started scraping up all the mud and muck and everything. The smell was outrageous from the amount of just, yeah, from the amount of bacteria and God knows what else was living in it. Um, But yeah, yeah. If if you have bad breath, there might be a chance that you are in ketosis. But I feel you would probably know that. Uh, (laughs) Might just be that your breath smells like shit. You could just have yeah. You could just have stinky breath. Brush your teeth. Take Mm. a drink. Should be all right. Now, being in a ketosis state isn't really concerning. I mean, there's an entire diet dedicated to it. Uh, keto. That's you know that's what it is. Keto. Keto diet. Boom. Yeah. And you can so you can easily get out of ketosis just by eating something. You just just eat something. Literally anything. Just eat something, and your body will burn it up. That's it's a stuffing from your mattress. It's a stuffing from your mattress. A burger king. Burger king. Yeah, <laughs> don't eat poor Berger. <laughs> oh, poor Berger. It's after the ketosis stage in which things start to get serious and worrisome. So if starvation continues beyond the 72 hours, our bodies will enter what experts call a stage of autophagy, where the body will literally eat itself. After the body has broken down all the fat that it could for fuel, the brain would then instruct it to break down the proteins in the muscles. This would result in your muscles deteriorating, making your uh, making you lose more weight in the form of muscle mass. Your heart, gut, liver, ovaries, and or testes will also shrink as a result, like... Getting into a cold pool. Just... So that's what's going on. I'm hungry. Right, something else. I'm hungry. Ah, that's what's that, wrong. That explains Shit. it. Yeah. Get me a sandwich. <laughs> Sorted. <laughs> oh, fixed. <laughs> By this time, malnutrition will also occur since the body's not getting the proper vitamins and nutrients it needs. Uh, there will be a loss of electrolytes, calcium, magnesium, potassium, sodium, and secretions of insulin and cortisol will be altered. Uh, the loss of calcium will mean that bone loss result, and that is a re- <laughs> oh fuck. The loss of calcium will mean that bone loss resulting in weaker bones. That took a while to get out of my fucking face. There we go. Uh, women, you got there. Yeah, women will. Proud of you. Al- <laughs> 
thank you. I, I don't deserve a gold medal, but can I have one of those little blue participation ribbons that we all yeah, get? In well, I'm going to ask this for everybody to pause this for one second and give Kevin a round of applause there, though, for, for getting there. And then we can resume. I'm going to put in the little cricket sound right there. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, women will also have their menstrual periods affected by starvation. Uh, vision vision begins to blur. Hair falls out. Nails become thin and weak. Now, after this stage, our bodies will begin to adjust to the situation, slowing down your metabolism to conserve as many nutrients as possible. By now, most of the pain, the hunger pain, or pangs as they call them, is is pretty much gone that lasts for the first few days and then that feeling of like intense pain that you get when you're incredibly hungry haven't eaten in a long time that kind of subsides and then you're just stuck like lunchtime yeah like you ever gone like a really long time and not eaten and all of a sudden it's just like i don't feel hungry anymore like almost the thought of food makes you feel kind of sick that's kind of where you are to an extreme level because they know, because I'm a I'm a fat bastard. <laughs> I'm always eating, so <laughs> so you've got that. What are you talking about? <laughs> so anyway, after this stage, our bodies will begin to adjust to the situation, slowing down your metabolism to conserve as many nutrients as possible. The brain will also use only 30 grams of glucose a day, so it won't strain the body too much. However, this will also result in you feeling weaker and malnourished, and having less energy to perform tasks and activities, making it difficult to function at a basic level. Worst of all, starvation will make you susceptible to diseases, weakening your immune system, slowing your ability to heal wounds, and having poor response to infection. So if you are already sick or weak, starvation will only make your condition worse. People, you get a big cut on your arm you know the who are the torture or whatever before they throw you in the dungeon to starve to death they you know punch you in the face after you know when your body's going through the starvation at the end of it you probably still have that cut on your arm or that bruise on your face say, yeah yeah damn i'm really hungry ah my face <laughs> i just want something to eat but this fucking tooth yeah yeah uh. <laughs> You could start experiencing uh, anemia, gallstones, hypotension, kidney disease, and less frequent urination. But a person's physical capacity isn't the only thing that's affected since starvation also affects mental capacity. When you are starving, it'll be hard to concentrate and focus. Um, your cognition will be slowed. Thinking is all... Uh, thinking is restricted and states of anxiety and depression will start to invade a person's mind. During starvation, it's not uncommon for people to act lethargic or irritable. One article likens a starving person to being to a cornered animal since starvation puts you in a state of threat. It radically changes people and the way they may potentially act towards you. You can also become very aggressive or violent due to becoming quote unquote hangry. So yes, hangry is a real thing. And no, at I, this I, at this point, a Snickers will not help. 
<laughs> I was going to say, I must be uh, like malnourished or in a constant state of hangry because you just basically described me on a daily <laughs> basis. <laughs> Dan's sitting there contemplating his life like, am I, what the, yeah, am I just hungry all the time? What the fuck? Telling people to fuck off. <laughs> I, think the, I, I think that's just the Irish in you. I think it's just <laughs> because you're Irish. You're just pissed off because you're Irish. And that's the way you work now. Like, have you been here? Have you looked around? Fucking pissed. Fucking British. Kiss me, Barney. <laughs> I the Blarney Stone. I hear. I hear that local residents actually like to go piss on it because so many tourists like to kiss it. Is that true? Nah, that wouldn't happen. It, 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 chances are that's nah. Okay. Nah, it's um. You'd be surprised, like, at how much people actually kind of like that stuff here okay. you know it, you know like um they're all kind of proud of that as a rule now i'm obviously not a local to that area but i would not think that that would be a thing all right yeah like, i and it was it was uh, one of those internet things that popped up like things that uh tourists I, I wouldn't do be surprised if somebody hate. did at one time but the thing is it was like it, that people going to go kiss it doesn't impact anyone i mean it's not sitting there like as if it's in the middle of a busy junction in a town and people are running over going, yeah it's like, a castle it's, isn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like it's out of the way. It's it, it doesn't it doesn't hinder or doesn't cause any issues for anybody locally. If anything, people going there brings tons of business to the area. Right. So they like it because we basically our this country basically lives on tourism. Yeah. So yeah. You know, we don't want to be pissing on people's stones that they're going to want to be kissing. Yeah, so. I I can see though people being like this fucking traffic, goddamn these goddamn tourists, and then they just go up and be like, watch this, and they piss on it, just be like next person yeah. that kisses, it's gonna get. I get that would some. That's I can tell you now that, that would happen over here. I can tell you from being in the area, the traffic's never that bad there. Yeah, <laughs> that they do that. Like, it's right next to a motorway, basically, and stuff like that. Like, it's so close to them that it's never an issue. Like with getting there, wouldn't be an issue. Okay, I've never actually done it myself though. I've been up there in the area several times, I've still never done it. Really? I must make a point of doing it sometime. Yeah, I go yeah. piss on it and then go give it a kiss. Well, I think <laughs> I think that's one of the things. Like you, you know, you're you're not local to that area, but you're you know, Ireland. Let's face it, is not a gigantic. It's, Ireland, it's, it's not a local. gigantic place. <laughs> yeah. So everywhere you are, you're like, oh yeah, I can be there in a couple hours. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was always shocked at the fact that like the amount of distance that witness people do just go for shops and things like that is far longer like over the states is far longer than i would ever imagine going i mean anywhere like to get from one side of our country to europe you're going directly from east to west coast the quickest way possible like straight from dublin to galway is a straight line basically across and it's two hours straight across and right. i think it's um the thing is we haven't got enough motorways but like to go from north to south would take quite a few hours but it's not that much it's only because of the crap roads that we have so yeah so, you know, yeah. everywhere's close enough. I can get to there. I think it's only about 30, 40 minutes from me. Yeah. So to get oh, from, yeah, yeah. yeah it, it takes uh, about two and a half hours to get from one end of the state I live in from east to west to the other. And about uh, seven hours to get from top to bottom. But, you right. know, there's like yeah, a bunch of Yeah, your state's bigger than my country. Yeah. Yeah. Illinois is, you know, big. I think Illinois is bigger than Ireland. Um, but like I, said, it was, I think it's one of those things where, you know, you it's right there you can go do it whenever you want you just never do 
because it's just not something like, oh, hey, let's go kiss the Blarney Stone today. But it's like, well, why? Yeah, I'm going to Google it. It's like people in New York, most people in New York have never been up in the Empire State Building, have never gone out to see the Statue of Liberty. Um, because it's there, you know, you grew up with it. It's right there. You know, most people That's who live true, in the yeah. city that it's at, they don't actually go do the stuff because it's just, it's fucking there. You know, why would you? Two hours drive actually from my house to the Blarney Stone. But um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying though. It's like, that thing, when I moved to the town here, Galway, um, quite a number of years ago now, they, an awful lot of the guys there that I was working with were like, my God, you know more pubs and more restaurants and more this and more that here than we do. Yeah. Because they don't go to these places because, you know, they grew up there. And was, I, I can understand that because, like, when I was in, growing up in Dublin, there was one of the local pubs and, like, a few other places all around the area I never went near. Uh-huh. Because there were, for whatever reason, it just didn't. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. But, yeah, they, yeah, you don't do those things. Yeah. I w- so I live not too far away from St. Louis, and we have the Arch over there. And uh, mm. I was in, I was, what? almost 30 by the time I finally went up in the arch and I've been to St. Louis more times than I could fucking count. You know, my mom worked there for a long time. We used to go there all the time, but I, I didn't go inside the arch until I was with, you know, my wife and we had, you know, five kids with us at the time. So, you know, if you live in a city where they got cool shit and you've never done it, just go fucking do it. Just go do it. Yeah. Like I I never did the Guinness tour. Let's do it sometime. I've never been on the Budweiser tour, and apparently it's fantastic. But really, yeah, no, I'm not a, I'm not a, I'm not a beer drinker. I'm not an alcohol drinker. I I just that's not something I do. But I think it would be fun to go on. It's just not one of those things I ever did. Mm. You know, I did a tour in um, uh, the Dogfish Head Brewery tour Uh when I was over last time. I was over. It was very good. It was over in the states. It's really good. Anyway, sorry. No, I'll bring you over here. We'll go on the Budweiser Let's go tour. Pee out some stones. We'll, oh, <laughs> bring you over here. We can go on the Budweiser tour together, and you can spend the entire time telling all of them how their beer is shit. Yeah, that sounds good to me. That's <laughs> <laughs> really good. They see you walk in like this is Dan. He's from Ireland, and every all the tour guides' faces just go just pure white because they know what's coming. <laughs> yeah. Fuck, he knows what beer tastes like. Water. <laughs> here comes a beer snob, <laughs> asshole. So after all this, then comes one of two diseases, usually. Uh, Marasmus and Quashi or Cor. I know. It's, <laughs> okay. it's, it's a weird sound of a, it, it. It's spelled weird to it. But yes. Sounds like the world's worst Pokemon. <laughs> Quashi or Cor. Quashi or Cor. I'll pick you. And he just like shoots his web or, or leaf or water or whatever, and is the other Pokemon. You starvation. The yoga the other Pokemon just gets emaciated. It's horrifying. <laughs> oh fuck. That might be the name of the show. The world's worst Pokemon. Who knows? Now, Marasmus is a severe form of protein energy malnutrition, where a person who is suffering from it is experiencing a severe loss of body fat and muscle. This condition occurs when a person is not consuming enough proteins and calories to sustain the body. This disease is more common in children, and those who suffer from it don't grow as normal children do. Children who also experience this are also likely to suffer from repeated infections and could be fatal like that could be fatal like respiratory infections. 
Other possible complications that could result because of marasmus are measles, diarrhea, hypothermia, bradycardia, which is um, slow heart rate, and hypotension. Which I think is weird. On one hand, you can get diarrhea from being starved, from I guess from just too much fluid in the stomach, uh, getting more acid in your digestive system than you are food. You can always go constipation because now you don't have enough fluid in there. So... I guess you just flip a coin. <laughs> you can't have been a both. <laughs> Thank God, damn it, when will this ever end? Constipation, oh, when would it ever start? <laughs> if I could just get it in the middle, if I could just mix my diarrhea like and my constipation turned together. Turned on the tap. <laughs> if I just twitching get, it off real quick. <laughs> if I could just get it in the middle, it'd be perfect. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I just have this mental image now. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we've all been there. Now, marasmus is an emergency condition that is life-threatening and will require immediate treatment. Full recovery from this disease can take months. Now, kwashiorkor is another form of severe malnutrition that is caused by the lack of protein in the body. But people who are suffering from this disease are abnormally thin and weak all over their bodies except the ankles, feet, and belly. Now, these three body parts usually swell because of fluids. That's why you see yeah. um, you have this thing here the whole time, the starving kids in Africa and they have the bellies. Yep. That's the distended belly. This is why. Yeah. Uh, I remember being a little kid and going, how come you're saying he's hungry yet he has a bigger belly than me? He obviously eats more pie than me. Uh-huh. And no. No. It's because he's hungry. He yeah. has the belly, kids. You can't see the, what they're That's doing. That's why I have a belly. Because I'm hungry. We're still getting out to it. <laughs> I hear you. That's what it is. I hear you. God, it's, yeah. it's solving so many of my problems, which is a horrible thing to say. I but see, if, if photographers, photographers take the pictures of the kids with the big bellies because if they put up kids like just a few days later when that fluid is gone and those bellies get sunk in, it would be too horrifying to put on TV or put on a brochure or anything like that. So they have to have something oh, on they're fine to have flies going onto their eyeballs and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah. <sighs> so, children who suffer from this disease will also have problems growing and developing and may suffer from stunted growth for the rest of their lives. Uh, other complications associated with the disease include shock, coma, permanent mental and physical disabilities. This disease is curable as long as a treatment is done early, but there could be permanent side effects especially in children. If this disease is left untreated, it will lead to organ failure and death. All of this can take 20 to 40 days, depending on the size, age, and overall health of the person. Child is going to die a lot quicker than a 350-pound man who is already fat, had plenty of, you know, fat stores to live off of. Uh, I read yeah. one. I don't remember who it was. Uh, it was kind of <laughs> yeah, mattresses to eat. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of one of those uh, passing stories that you just glanced at and then you kept going. But I read something. Somebody was able to survive like 347 days without food um, somehow. Again, I don't remember the entire. What? I don't remember the entire story. It was just one of those. I I, I saw it and I kept going type thing because uh, probably his Call of Duty character, or <laughs> Grand Theft Auto character, or something that he still has a he still has a Tamagotchi that hasn't eaten yeah. from <laughs> yeah. 1997, and it's like feed me. 
Feed me, Seymour. So it's also important to note that people who experience prolonged starvation can't immediately start consuming normal amounts of food. Uh, they have to not eat a bunch of food after they've been starving because of what is called refeeding syndrome. Now, you may be asking, what the fuck is refeeding syndrome? Dan, is that what you're asking? Yeah, that's close enough to what I was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. Refeeding syndrome is a condition that occurs as a result of the reinstitution of nutrition in people and animals who are starved, severely malnourished, or metabolically stressed because of severe illness. So when too much food or liquid nutrition supplement is taken in is taken in during the initial 4 to 7 days following starvation, the production of glycogen, fat and protein in cells may cause low serum concentrations of potassium, magnesium and phosphate. There's a lot of fucking words being thrown around. Uh, cardiac, pulmonary and neurological symptoms can be a sign of refeeding syndrome. Uh, low serum minerals, if severe enough, can be fatal. So actually, when you're starved for a long time and somebody offers you food and you eat a ton of it, it can kill you. Science! <laughs> Pretty much. It's like, uh, it's like if you get really bad frostbite. If you're stuck out in the snow for a while and your hands get frozen or your toes get frozen, the last thing you, you don't stick them right in the fire. The first thing you want to do is <laughs> stick them in a fire, stick them underneath some boiling hot water and warm them up. It's going to feel so good. It's actually the worst thing in the world you could fucking do because it will destroy yeah. the tissue and you will lose that part of your body. You got to warm them up gradually. Stand three to five feet away from a fire and then warm them up slowly. Wrap them up in something dry. Yes. Stuff uh, like that. But yeah. going, but you can't, the body can't go one extreme to the other for long periods of time. Uh, extreme at long, you know, one extreme for a long period of time, and then all of a sudden switch over to one another extreme real quick. The body can't take that type of whiplash. You, yeah. you'll you kill yourself. So when it comes to food, Boiled vegetables and lactose-free foods should be consumed first, slowly. And I'm talking like boil yourself a, a head of cabbage and take two bites and then don't touch anymore for the rest of the day. rather die of starvation, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> That's coming from an Irishman. We're raised on fucking cabbage and ham. My, oh God, bring up my ex, but my ex used to boil cabbage. She loved uh, cabbage and, and ham. She used to fucking boil it. And I, I had to leave the fucking house because it stinks so bad. It's horrible. That Brussels sprouts, boiled Brussels. Oh, my God. I love Brussels sprouts. You cut them up. When you said that, I was like, God. God. Oh, my God. It's, oh God. My Boston came out. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> They're not a fucking cop. <laughs> cut up uh, some Brussels sprouts, roast them in some bacon fat. They're fucking delicious. But if you boil them, ugh, I can't I can't be in the same fucking house. It's disgusting. The smell is just one giant fart. It's, it's horrible because all the sulfur inside is released. 
into the water and it just comes out in vapor. It's fucking horrible. We have a public service announcement here. What Kevin said about Brussels sprouts and you fry them with other stuff and they're delicious is a complete and blatant lie. It is not. They are still horrible. No, Brussels sprouts. <laughs> okay. hate, hate them so much. Brussels sprouts roasted in bacon fat with some bacon on top. Oh, God, I love them so goddamn much. Now, granted, I can only eat them like once every couple months. Otherwise, my body would kill everybody in a five mile vicinity because they smell because the smell <laughs> the smell you get when they are boiled is the same smell you get after I eat them. So just ah. just to let everybody know that's what I got going on. <laughs> but no, roasted roast some uh, Brussels sprouts, roasted asparagus. Oh, oh, I'm in for it. I love them. Love it. Anyway. Damn, I'm getting hungry. I texted my <laughs> wife and told her to turn on the oven. <laughs> This is just this is just one big uh, food sidebar episode. That's all it is. Uh, so now that you know the sweet hell that is the process of starving to death, let's talk about mass starvations that have been happening for well as long as humans have been going, waging war against one another. The Spartans used it against Athens during the Peloponnesian War in 376 BC. The Romans used starvation to defeat Carthage in 146 BC, uh, destroying food, farms, cutting off aid. During the American Civil War, General Grant, he was known to order his troops to burn crops and target civilian property as a way of breaking Southerners' will to fight. The Nazis used the quote unquote hunger plan to seize food from the Soviet Union and give it to German soldiers and civilians. The plan entailed the genocide by starvation of millions of Soviet citizens. Estimates as high as 4.2 million Soviets, Russians, Belarusians, and Ukrainians, starved between 1941 and 1944. Three years, 4.2 million people starved to death. That, that's some fucked up numbers, to be fair. And those are numbers that you don't really learn about. I, at least the, over here, you don't really learn about that in school. When you talk about World War II, it's Holocaust. You don't really yeah, learn yeah. about like Stalin. People got blown up and yeah. shit. Yeah, it was it was it was a horrible. It's a horrible. Uh, and even with that high number, the plan wasn't was seen as a failure as it was never fully implemented. They wanted tens of millions to die a slow, painful death in order to help feed the Germans. Now, speaking I was going to say, it wouldn't quite been as exciting a film if Saving Private Ryan was about them trying to get a sandwich to the guy <laughs> halfway across. You know, so you can understand to a certain extent why you know, they don't teach us that side of things. Yeah, the, the whole, oh, we're just, they just starved an entire, you know, portion of a nation. It's not as uh, exciting as the, the actual fighting and, and all that. Um, but we didn't even learn, like, about Stalingrad, where millions of people died fighting the war not like not like just hanging out and dying of starvation but actually fighting like the bodies were so high you had to walk over them it was pretty much yeah, an ocean yeah. of blood you could still go to that part of um stalingrad and find bones from soldiers that were there just, that's yeah that's a whole nother listen to dan carlin talk about uh the battle of stalingrad it it's like four hours long but it's riveting um, now, speaking speaking of Nazis, we can't really talk about mass starvation without speaking for a second on the Holocaust, where prisoners were starved to the point of death 
all while still being forced to work manual labor until they dropped, and then they were either shot, gassed, or thrown in a cell to die. Mass starvation killed more than 3 million people in Stalin-area Ukraine in the 30s and more than 18 million in China during Mao Zedong's Great Leap Forward in the 50s and 60s. Yeah, 18 million. Of course, that's a, I mean, that's a drop in the bucket for how many people actually live in China, but still, that's a lot of fucking people. And the ongoing war in Yemen has left thousands to die from starvation due to Saudi-sponsored forces depriving citizens of food, clean water, and health care. With all that, the use of mass starvation had become such an issue that in the 70s it was finally decided at the Geneva Convention that it would be called, become a war crime. Not only is the starvation of civilians prohibited, so too is the destruction of objects indispensable to the survival of the populations. So technically, it is a war crime to go into a country and start blowing up all their water treatment facilities or their uh, food processing plants or wherever they would keep, you know, um, elevators where they would keep their, their corn and their grain. So a modern equivalent of sieging is... Yeah. Technically, that's that not sense, allowed. Yeah. Does it happen? Fuck yeah, it happens. Just look at Ukraine now. It's what Putin is doing. He, they're, they're trying to do their best to wipe out all of their foodstuffs. But technically, not supposed to do that. I don't think that he gives a shit about it. I don't think he technically he should not be doing what he's doing in the first place. So. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, hopefully the cancer gets him soon and we don't have to worry about it. But then there's just going to be somebody else just as bad as him come up afterwards. And then we got that to deal with. So... Sometimes the devil you know is. Anyway, the UN Security Council finally recognized conflict-related food insecurity as an issue in 2018. So all these people that are doing this shit now, technically they can be put on trial for war crimes. Doesn't mean they will. Uh, first you have to win the war. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> Then, of course, there are the stories of everyday people that implement this uh, horrific action on others, usually ones that they are supposed to protect. Uh, the true crime stories that contain acts of starvation torture, like Linda Hazard, also known as the Starvation Doctor, who killed at least 15 people due to her, quote, fasting cure at her sanitarium, which she used almost with a cult mentality brainwashing her patients into thinking that the only thing that would heal them was fasting as she forged their signatures to enrich herself and like sign over everything you have pretty much in your weakened state where you're not thinking right because you're so fucking hungry and uh then she pretty much just left them to die uh one woman in her her care, Claire Williamson, in fact, this is the woman that would actually lead to her getting caught and tried, was only 50 pounds when she died of malnutrition. That's a full-grown woman. God. Good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. of course, Hazard herself would then die in 1920 from self-imposed starvation. So, she she... Linda Hazard is probably like pesky Romans. She's she's probably going to be another one of those that we cover somewhere down the road because it really it is an interesting story about how she started the sanitarium. She wrote a bunch of books about how fasting could cure pretty much any illness. 
bunch of people die because of it. She's in and out of prison because of it. Starts a sanitarium, gets ran out. Starts another sanitarium, gets ran out. Finally, in the 1920s, she dies because she tries to cure herself by, you know, starving herself. And Starving. Yeah. Technically, she did cure herself. She's not sick anymore. Well, that's true. <laughs> if, if you yeah. want to, if you Every want, and all that. <laughs> if you want the the yeah. worst, dullest, silverly, silvery lining to a cloud ever, yeah. uh, technically she's not sick anymore. She's like, You're a real glass half full kind of guy, aren't you? <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm the glass is twice the size it needs to be kind of guy. Yeah, I'm just hungry. <laughs> Uh, we still got we got to send each other food, so we'll we'll, we'll take care That's of that. True. Yeah. So then there's the story of Donald Gunderman and Danielle Pascal, who tortured, beat, and starved an eight-year-old boy they kidnapped when he was four. They kept him locked in their basement for four years. During that time, they shot him with a BB gun, beat him with objects, and urinated in the small amount of food he was given. When he was finally saved. He was only 35 pounds, still the size of a four-year-old. God. And there's Soledad Mendoza and Ruben Marino, who starved both of Mendoza's twin eight-year-old girls. Uh, Beaten, kicked, had trash bags put over their heads, and then they got locked in a closet. Now, one of the girls died of starvation just days before Christmas in 2020. So when I say happens today, somewhere on this planet. Yeah, very close to today, yeah. Yeah, somewhere on this planet, there's somebody who has a child locked in a closet or in a basement, and they are dying of starvation. I know it sucks to think about, but it's it's just how it is. It's true. And there, people would name Mendoza are the issue. Mendoza! <laughs> yeah, there's literally countless of these stories that you could find. Uh, I wouldn't suggest looking them up because they're all super depressing, but they are there. They're yeah, not quite as lightly entertained as us talking about sandwiches and starvation. <laughs> so, In with the same sentence. With all that said, all this sadness and despair, let's talk about our merch store and Patreon. <gasps> yeah, finally. By the time this episode is public, both our merch store and our Patreon will be live and ready for you to shop. So if you want merch store, you can either go to our link tree, which is honestly the easiest way, and just click on the link to our store. Uh, link tree can be found on our socials, at TorturePod, wherever you're at. Or you can go to redbubble.com slash people slash TorturePod, where you can get anything from shirts to hats to water bottles to shower curtains. I mean, they have almost anything that you can put your logo on, they have it. So if there's something you want, says torture on it, or, or any one of the many designs we have come up with, it's going to be at Redbubble. And they do international shipping, I believe. So Love Redbubble. I'm yeah. always buying from Redbubble. <laughs> I, so need to be fully transparent here. With Redbubble and a lot of these other sites, uh, kind of the quality that you get depends kind of on where you are. Because what places like Redbubble and Teespring and and Bonfire and all these other places do, uh, these print-on-demand shops, is they take your order and then they find the the manufacturer, not manufacturer, but the, the the people that will put the logo on whatever it is you want. They find the one that's closest to your area 
um, or within the price range of what we had set in your area, they print it and ship it to you. So the quality that you might get in Sandusky, Ohio might be completely different than the quality you would get out in Pasadena, California, or over in Dublin, or over in, uh, you know, Hong Kong. It's going to be different pretty much wherever. So if you get bad quality, let us know so we can let Redbubble know, and you let Redbubble know. Um, but hopefully the quality uh, for everything we send out is top of the line. I know that our we'll have exclusive merch for Patreon, but we're going to get to Patreon here in just a second. But we'll have exclusive merch for people just on the Patreon. That will go. That will not go through Redbubble. That will go through Bonfire. Um, the quality for them is supposed to be top notch, no matter where you're from. So it's just it's a little bit more expensive, and you don't get you can't get the water bottles and the shower curtains, which I know we all want. You can get the shirts and the hats, though. So. Yeah, like I like a picture of your one holding the meatball sub now on a t-shirt. <laughs> like but like you know, like the ancient Roman style art, like yeah. you know that whole yeah. Thing? yeah. Just have a just have a Swedish king lost inside an IKEA. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, That'd be great. Those meatballs locked into an IKEA. That's why <laughs> they have meatballs and food in IKEA now, is because they got used to their kings being locked in rooms. Uh-huh. And it's now when you are lost and locked in, you can't get home. You can't start die of starvation. Uh, they don't want you to starve and start eating the stuffing out of all their beds. That's it. That's that's what it is. That's it. See how it all comes around full circle, everybody. Now, as far as the Patreon goes, let's get into all the paid tiers and how much they are and what you get with them. Uh, before I do, all right, I want to just let everybody know that not all of the perks for each tier are ready to go. We're still working on um, getting some exclusive stickers that are just for Patreon members and some exclusive merch uh, made up. Uh, there's some extra episodes of stuff that we'll have to record to put on there for you guys. Um, but it's all coming. So with that said, lowest tier, just $3 a month. You can be a torture noob. And with the tor- and with being a torture noob, just like our, our good friend, uh, the award-winning podcast mogul Phil Better, who was definitely a torture noob when he was on our Christmas episode. Um, you can get... A shout-out at the end of the show. Uh, a free torture sticker, when available. Those will be the um, the special ones that we have made that we will send out on our own. Uh, you won't be able to buy these stickers on, like, Redbubble or something. You can get a sticker on Redbubble, but not these stickers. We're going to have something nice and pretty for you. Uh, you'll have access to our exclusive Discord, which you will be able to, to get on forever. It's not going to be one of those, well, I didn't pay my $3 monthly subscription this month. I can't get on the Discord. No. Once you're a member, you're always a member. We're not going to kick you off. You're part of a community. That's great. That's lovely. Yeah. You'll have access to Dan's song that he wrote for Joey over at the Don't <laughs> Please Don't Follow Me Home podcast. Uh, you can use it as a ringtone or what to download it, put it on your phone. I don't, we don't give a shit. And you'll have early access. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do it. Do, I'm going to do it for mine. Uh, you'll have early access to public episodes, the audio only. So the second these episodes are edited and done and ready to go, they're put up on the Patreon and you can be listening to your episode two, three days before anybody else's. If that's important to you now we go up to five dollars a month and you become an executioner now what you get with that is everything that you get in the torture noob tier plus ad and promo free episodes as soon as they are ready 
early access to our brand new merch and access to our video podcasts. Again, when available. Um, that's really, as Patreon has written down on here, that's really the best bargain for uh, what you can get. I mean, I think the highest tier is the best bargain, but that's just me. I'm, I'm biased. Uh, then we go to our $10 monthly uh, tier where you can be a cult leader. So as a cult leader, you get everything included in torture in the torture noob, noob tier and the executioner tier, plus extended episodes of both audio and video. You can see and hear all of our little screw-ups, uh, access to exclusive merch with limited supply, access to the upcoming episodes of The Difference Between Irish and American Foods when available. Because <laughs> we will be doing that. First, we have to we have to send yeah, the food, we have to send the packages to one another, and then we are going to record The Difference Between Irish and American Foods. Uh, I would imagine that we'll probably put one, you know, once we start doing it, we'll put like one out a month or something. Torture a la carte. <laughs> That's a better name than what I have. That's great. <laughs> and then if you really want to splurge and support us, you can spend $15 a month and become an Inquisitor. Now, with an Inquisitor, you get everything from the other three tiers, plus early access to our exclusive merch, discounts on said exclusive merch, uh, a sit-in on a scheduled recording of an episode, so you will actually get to sit in and listen and watch us as we record it. Now, your microphone probably will be muted, unless there's just one of you, and then we might let you join along. Who knows? But it will be a scheduled episode that we'll have however many people in the Inquisitor tier sitting in with us as we record live. And if you subscribe for three months straight you will be sent a free gift. Uh, let me tell you what the free gift is. It's, um, I mean, it's, it's a mug. It's not, it's not like we're sending you, you know, keys to a car or anything. It's just a mug, but it's a nice mug. It's a special mug. I designed it's it a myself. New Porsche 911 Carrera GT. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I designed it myself. So, you know, but yeah, that's our Patreon. Uh, if any of that sounds good to you, head over to patreon.com slash torture pod and uh, sign up again. Some of the stuff still working on to putting it up. We have lives. We have other things we have to do. So things aren't going to be thrown up there uh, immediately, but we're going to try our, gonna try our best to get everything up there that we can. Um, and then when you join the discord, you should see me and Dan on there as moderators. Dan, I believe you still have to. Uh... I literally just joined. Okay. Well, this second. Okay. I just literally because my Discord's um, acting the bollocks. As we okay, say. that's fine. So, all right. but yeah. that's all we got, guys. That that's it. I know it. Uh, if we t- it was a it was a show about starvation. We spent more time talking about actually eating food than starving from not having food. But you know, it is, it is how it is. Um, you can go follow us Instagram. Now, uh, actually, do you have any pop culture references that you want to bring up, Dan? before uh not for starving no well um the only thing i thought of at the time is i had to, I, I didn't look up any pop culture references because i had to do with starving but i just know uh that there was a fair amount of starvation happening with people going on hunger strike over here back in the day oh okay when we were trying to defile the old english people bobby sands won them all this stuff yeah 
the troubles in the north and blah blah you can look all that up i'm not a historian i'll make a mistake when i say something about it all i know is that you know people starving to death so yeah check yeah. it out right. um other than that no sorry no it's fine all right <laughs> i didn't do my job did i you're too hungry yeah, that's too hungry to focus on your job. Uh, Starving. Follow us on Instagram, all the other social medias at TorturePod. Email us, TorturePod at gmail.com. If there's anything you would like for us to cover, or if you have any comments, uh, or if you have any fan art, I would love nothing more than to take some fan art and put it on a t-shirt. I would love that. Put on some limited edition t-shirts and have uh, people wear our fan, wear some fan art. That'd be great. Uh, rate and review. That'd be pretty cool. Rate and review on Apple. Follow, subscribe. Uh, to whatever service you listen on. Head over to our YouTube page. We're doing little snippets and excerpts from the shows where you can actually see our bright and shining faces. If you'd like to donate to the show, you can on our link tree, which can be found on our socials, uh, buymeacoffee.com slash torturepod, which can also be found on our link tree. And, of course, now you can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash torturepod, or buy some merch at Redbubble, redbubble.com slash people slash torturepod. Um, whole bunch of ways to to help us out if you feel so inclined uh, we would be ever so appreciative but you know do what you want hint for our next episode maybe you shouldn't trust a guy that can't tell you what year he was born okay. <laughs> I actually had a lot of ways I oh could go God. with this yeah. <laughs> uh, I, and I couldn't decide which one that's the one I picked and I also could have gone with uh, crocodile sure do love disabled people <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so, few. I just did, I it didn't know. I didn't know if I would get to that portion of the story uh, in one episode or if it's going to have to be broken into two or not. Um, I still have to do more research on it to see exactly how long the story's going to be. But, yeah. Um, I know it's not a great hint, but that's all you're fucking get. So, deal with it. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I don't fucking tell you. That's all you get. Uh, all right. Well, guys, take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. Go eat a sandwich or, or go to Burger King or something. We really need to get a sponsor from Burger King for all this shit. We've been talking about the entire fucking episode. We need, now, now we need a Burger King Burger t-shirt King. made of Burger. <laughs> that would be great. Just the Burger King logo, except it says Burger on it instead of Burger. Yeah, that'd be yeah. fucking one. And then have, uh, have Ronald McDonald and um, Colonel Sanders locked inside a dungeon at the very bottom of it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. And we'll see you. I'm going to make dinner. Goodbye. Goodbye.